on this episode of Getting Scaried Away, we're going to read and discuss some of your submissions to us. These can be anything from a spooky ghost story to a hometown murder. So buckle up and get ready to hear your own words. every song <laughs> well i don't know it's just it goes into anything and everything it does um hey <laughs> <laughs> hi how's it going it's going great how are you good so oh, ricky and i just spent um basically two whole days in the car we did we did and we we started playing a fun little game where uh we took the sound bite of <laughs> the singer from the band blur is it blur that does the song uh song two I think so. We should know this. But anyway, there's that song that goes, Woohoo! Woohoo! And every single song, Ricky fit in a woohoo somewhere in there. Yeah. It goes it goes with everything, honestly. <laughs> La da 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 da. It's some other woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So yes, Ricky and I spent a lot of time in the car for the past two days, um, driving back and forth between different um family homes and so we had to make up a lot of (laughs) games to make us not go crazy we did we played 20 questions we played 40 questions (laughs) you played um the one list that you found was like 20 questions to ask a lady yeah and and it was most definitely made by like a 13 year old and it was like would you let me hold your hand (laughs) Would, would you let me ask you out on a date and to every single one, I was like, no. So um, today, as we mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about, well, we're going to be reading some of your submissions. A few weeks ago, we had asked for listeners to write in to us or um, if if they have our numbers, text us or whatever and send us some spooky stories or hometown murders or anything Anything that you that scared you at some point, and we we've got a, a few. So today, mm-hmm. I think we picked out four to start with, just yeah. to see how it goes. And um, you know, as we get more submissions, we'll continue. We might do another one of these episodes, or we might just read them at the end of our stories, or something like that. You know, we'll yeah. we'll try to get to everybody's and include everything. But but we picked out four today that mm-hmm. we really loved and. So we're going to read them and talk about them. And to those who sent us stuff, thank you so much. That that was super cool. Yes. I mean, we we had a lot to work with. Yes, we um, really appreciate it. So if we if we didn't get to your story today, that doesn't mean we didn't like it or we didn't <laughs> appreciate it. Um, but we we're trying to kind of space them out a little bit because, like Rhiannon said, we want to use all of them in some capacity, but we're just figuring out the best way to go about it. So yeah, absolutely. And maybe you're going to listen to this and you're going to write to us and be like, actually, please don't read my story because (laughs) I don't want it read in your voice. (laughs) Maybe you hate it. Maybe you hate us telling your story. Yeah. If you want us to read it in a certain accent, you better tell us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you want us to Google translate it into a different language and do it very poorly, please let us know. (laughs) Or if you just want us to like 
ask Siri to read the entire thing and just hold our phone up to the microphone and have her read it. Oh, we'll do it. It, It'll be weird, but we'll do it. Do you have any, do you have any like paranormal experiences or? I mean, I don't. Not even paranormal experiences, like anything that you experienced in your lifetime that could was like. Yeah, that was freaky to you or anything like that? I don't know. I mean, I I was thinking about this a lot. I don't think, and of course, like when you're a kid, you always, your imagination just runs wild and you always think that, you know, something is something that it isn't. Um, So there were, I remember there were times where uh, at my old house, my sister and I would play Bloody Mary in this like old laundry room slash uh, storage room which was just like tucked under (laughs) the house and it was kind of like a little creepy nook area and we would turn all the lights off and we would play buddy (laughs) buddy mary (laughs) we would play we would play our good old buddy mary yeah (laughs) um and at that time when we were little we could have sworn that we had experienced some weird shit but Mm. i mean looking back now i'm sure it was just like <laughs> the house settling it was or... just like the dryer finishing or something <laughs> right you were um, in a laundry room it was just yeah it... you always did it when your mom was doing laundry <laughs> it just so happened my mom is actually bloody mary so whoa i know spooky but no i don't i don't think real accusation there <laughs> mom if you're listening um please stop haunting our family <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say so sorry for calling you Bloody Mary, but no, no you really went for it. No, um, but I don't know. I don't think that there are any like serious sort of happenings for for me, but I could be totally wrong. There could be things that I've experienced that are <laughs> completely paranormal, but I'm just too dim to notice. What about you? Oh, don't call yourself dim. I You're am. Not I, have, dim. I have the dumb brain. So I, I definitely think that paranormal things have happened to me, but I will say the very real, I don't know why I just like stuttered there. Did you hear me? No. I said the, the very real. <laughs> the very real. I start crying. No. The, oh my God. Are you okay? The very real scary thing that did happen to me. This is going to be a little bit of a repeat from the episode that I did with Julie, which isn't out yet, but Julie and I definitely had a lot of things go on so she lived in a house of course but then <laughs> but then the house next door was also owned by her parents and okay. and they rented it out got it so so like we were at her house but then we would always go to that house too when there weren't tenants living there mm-hmm. because we were like convinced that that was also haunted and also her family owned a dance studio and the upstairs of that dance studio we were certain was haunted so we always said that there were like paranormal things that happened to us there but the very real like i said thing that definitely did happen to us no paranormal experience at all was it was not too long after um julie has always had like rottweilers growing up and she had yeah and she had a rottweiler who was quite mean at the time um not to us but like to anybody who wasn't us uh like definitely strangers and so you know she was always nice to me but she was quite quite an aggressive aggressive dog Mm -hmm. and so she was a great watchdog she had died not too long before this happened like it might have been a year or something but so julie didn't have a dog at the time and we had gone home from school and so the two of us were home alone 
Okay. And somebody tried to break into her house. Well, well, I shouldn't even say somebody broke into her house. Oh my God. Like successfully broken. So she had an attached garage and somebody got into the garage and was coming in her side door that was like attached, like that connected the garage and the house. And we, I'm pretty sure, I mean, we did talk about it on our episode. So like I said, it'll be a repeat, but, uh, when that gets released, I think we called like her mom instead of the police or something, (laughs) but something scared this person off. But then we called her mom and we called or her mom called the police, I think. Mm -hmm. And they did find like there were like knife marks of like somebody trying to use like a knife to pry open the door. It was crazy. And it was so scary. And we were only like 12 or 13 or something. (sighs) And we had like a kitchen knife and hairspray. Like, we were pretty smart. Like hairspray sure. would have definitely acted as like a short term pepper spray kind yeah, of. Yeah, totally. You can get creative with either. And it was the it wasn't like the you have to keep pumping it. It was like the continuous oh, spray the bottle. So yeah. yeah. So it was it it would have been pretty effective, but we sure. didn't have to get to there. But then Julie said, like, anytime weird things happened, it was funny because she always called me instead of the police. Like I <laughs> like I, I don't even think I had a bike. Like what was I going to do? I was like 13 years old i don't know in her defense i mean even now if anything were to go wrong you would call me i would totally call you i mean (laughs) i trust your word over anybody else's like i said i definitely think that there were paranormal happenings at certain points in my life but Mm -hmm. um but that was a real scary thing that actually happened and could have been worse if you know this person got into the house or if something didn't scare them away so yeah absolutely that could have gone a number of different ways but i'm glad you're both okay and mm-hmm. um you didn't have to use any of your hairspray on anyone we did not i don't even know we got the hairspray idea from somewhere we used to watch we used to watch whatever but we got the hairspray idea from somewhere well what do you say we uh with that we get into some stories yeah absolutely so just so you guys know um three of these are paranormal-esque mm-hmm. and one is a quote-unquote like hometowny like real killer story yeah um and we'll we'll let you know when that story comes up so that in case you want to skip to the next one because i know i'm the kind of person that i i'm (laughs) if you've listened you know that i'm not big into like true crime sort of stuff so uh if anybody else is in the same boat we'll let you know when that story comes up yeah and luckily that's that's probably the shortest story it's really not long so (laughs) there once was a murder the end yeah (laughs) This murder happened in my town. Okay, bye. We should also say that... We decided to keep these all anonymous. That's true. Except for one. This first one. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, because this first one is... From my dearest mother. Bloody Mary (laughs) herself. Bloody Mary Needham. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody Bloody Mary Needham. So, uh, this is yeah, this is a good way to kick it off with a story from my mom. So this is the story of how she became Bloody Mary. This is the origin story of Bloody Mary. (laughs) An exclusive on getting scared away. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. So this is an email titled a spooky story submission. Ooh, I'm already shaking. Hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) As all good emails start. Hello. Hello. Here's my spooky story. I grew up in an old 1920s house in the Riverside section of Buffalo. I always felt an uneasiness in the house, I think predicted by my mom's and my aunt's interest in the supernatural. 
they would love to visit each other's homes. My aunt lived on the west side, and they would happily talk for hours about ghosts and paranormal scary things. And as a young child, this was pretty heavy on me. And back to the point about my scary house, it probably made my uneasiness worse. My story. Our dining room was adjacent to our kitchen. Off the kitchen, a stairway led to the basement. One day, back in the early 1970s, alone in the house, my mom was ironing clothes in the dining room and noticed something catch her eye in the kitchen. She looked up from her ironing board and saw a figure of a man, dressed in older 1920s-style clothing, standing at the foot of the stairway to the basement, with his hand on the doorknob. She said he was almost studying the stairs going down, with his head tilted. Unafraid, my mom, a very talented artist, immediately grabbed her drawing pad and sketched the figure to show my dad when he returned home from work. The figure was unfamiliar to her. My dad, however, knew the man who owned the house prior to our family buying it. Mr. Flower Day. My mom had never met him. As soon as my dad saw the sketching, he immediately said, That's Mr. Flower Day. The basement of that house and the attic and the backyard still spook me. Signed, Mom. Signed, Bloody Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Isn't that wild? That is creepy. Holy crap. Wow. And now you have to play spooky, scary skeletons. (laughs) (laughs) After every single story. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Mom, thank you so much for sending that story in. And I had to kick it off with your submission because one, (laughs) I freaking love (laughs) you. And two, that's a spooky ass story. It is. You know, I um, when we first got that email from her. I was like, I texted her immediately and I was like, oh my gosh, your story. It's so spooky. Yeah. And I had never heard that before. She'd never told me. Yeah. Well, you, I don't think you'd ever met my mom's mom. No. no. Um, I've seen her artwork. And- yes. Yeah. We talked a little bit about her on the first episode of uh, the show. And um, my grandma was super super creative i mean she worked in all sorts of different styles of art she was just always into making things so it doesn't surprise me that that was her first instinct when she saw the figure was to just grab whatever material she had near her and just start you know sketching or you know anything like that but the the thing that really (laughs) really gets me going is that my grandpa immediately knew who the guy was Without hesitation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and just so casually. Oh, that's, yeah, that's Mr. Flower Day. That's crazy. Also, the creepiest name. Oh, yeah. For a ghost. <laughs> but also, I mean, just definitely a testament to how good of an artist your grandmother really was. Because for for him, for your grandfather to just recognize it mm-hmm. so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and just be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely, like, no hesitation. That is who that man is. Jeez. And for her to just be sketching it, she should have been like a police sketch artist. So that's our first story. Thank you, mom, for submitting. Mm -hmm. And we really, really appreciate it. Now, what do you say we jump into another? 
Yeah, so I'm going to do I'm going to do the killer one now. Okay. So, um, you know, if if you are uninterested in in true crime, like I said this one's really quick. It was just in a text. Um I'll put a I'll put a minute mark in the description. Skip to yeah. blah blah blah. Yep. Okay, so this is about Robert Garo, who is the Adirondack killer. And so this was in a group text with a couple of my friends, so it's not going to be as beautifully written as your mom's email. Uh, <laughs> but I do just want to say that my friend texted me and said, have you ever heard of Robert Garo? And I said, no. And she said, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you the short and sweet version. Excuse me. Okay. So here's the story. So he was a serial killer who lived in Syracuse, New York in the 1970s. He's the Adirondack killer. So he picked up a girl hitchhiking on the south side of Syracuse and murdered her and dumped her body in Oakwood Cemetery. I told my mom about this in high school when I first heard about it, and she told me he lived next door to her at one point. So then the whole group chat went apeshit because that's crazy. And she said, yeah, my mom knew the girl, too. She was older than her, but she still remembered who she was and knew what was happening. She doesn't really remember much about him specifically. I've tried to get everything I could out of her. But yeah. So that's really gross. Um, If you want a little bit of information about him specifically, he was a serial killer and had, I, I don't know if it's still the largest, but the largest manhunt in New York State up to that point, definitely. Oh, my God. Um, it was a 12-day manhunt, and everybody in the Adirondacks and in Syracuse was just, like, wild. Like, it was, it was absolutely crazy. He was only given a 10- to 20-year prison sentence. And he was paroled in 1968 to Syracuse because officials believed he was a model inmate who had been successfully rehabilitated. Um, That turned out to not be the case, obviously, because he went on to kill again. And he was definitely charged for the kidnapping of two young girls from an ice cream stand in Syracuse on Memorial Day. And... uh, went on to offend many more times. He was most active between Jul- uh, the or the manhunt for him was July 29th, 1973 to August 9th, 1973. That's crazy. That is so crazy. So yeah, her her mom lived next door. So I hate that. Yeah, I hate it too. L- luckily afterwards he was sentenced to 25 years to life. He faked paralysis after being shot during the manhunt and was wheelchair bound during his prison stay. He pulled a Harvey Weinstein, showed up to court with a walker and a Harvey Weinstein, uh, Joseph D'Angelo showing up with a cane. So that's more common than than I might think. Oh, yeah, because um, they try to get put in better conditions or go to like, uh, you know, some sort of like maximum security nursing home type thing or, or get just get better treatment or play the oh, I'm old and decrepit. Like, I, you shouldn't put me in prison because in my physical state, I couldn't possibly murder again or I couldn't possibly offend again. And Bill again. Cosby did that too. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's absolutely wild. What a bunch of dirtbags. Uh, that's in a different episode. Yeah. But holy so crap. So that, that's, 
you know, some real life horror for sure. That's horrible to think of that happening. And I'm sure, you know, I mean, we've, I've had some situations where I've known or known of people who have done like really awful things. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll get into them in, in the future, but it's, it just like makes you feel so sick because you're like, Oh, I mean, living next door to somebody and being like, that could have been me or thinking that you're, you're so close in proximity to somebody who's capable of doing such heinous things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that I don't, I don't think, I don't know what I would do because I've never, knock on wood, found myself in a position like that with anybody that I've known or come in contact with. But for real, like you never know. That's so, that's so fucked. Yeah. You truly never know. It's very disturbing. Uh, Okay. Well, welcome back to everyone who was just here for the supernatural spooky and not for the real life stuff. Yeah. So, um, I just have one more story that I'm going to read. Um, and this is a this is a fun one. It's it's kind of a little bit of a palate cleanser. Like it's still very creepy, but kind of in a uplifting or like a nice. I don't know. It's different. I mean, it's um yeah. I'll you'll know when I read it to you. So sure. this is um from somebody who wants to go under the name what what did Esmeralda. They say? Yes, <laughs> I love it. It's the best. I love Esmeralda. The Esmeralda is is like a spooky name in and of itself. Oh yeah. All right, so uh, this is called Chili Kentucky Weekend. So my boyfriend and I were in this small town in Kentucky for the weekend for a wedding. We arrived a couple nights before. The venue was maybe 20 minutes from our Airbnb. The day before the wedding, we went to the venue to help set up, etc. And this estate was absolutely gorgeous and on like 500 acres of land. The owner was this older French woman, and her husband, also French. The property was inherited by her husband. They also race horses. When we arrived, we got a tour of the manor, and it was absolutely beautiful, but had this eerie feeling to it. Finally met the woman, and she said, randomly in conversation, that she's a medium, and that there's three spirits that she talks to every day. Well, that definitely explained that eerie feeling. The following day of the wedding was also the Kentucky Derby. She said her, quote, friends told her to race with her black horse, and she would win. And she won. She also told me previously, the day before, that she was able to help solve a couple of cold cases with the police. But the craziest thing was toward the end of the reception. We went with some friends of ours. My friend was standing there, admiring her three dogs, and approaches him saying, Why are you ignoring my friends? He replies, I pet your pups. And she replies with, I'm not talking about them. They want me to invite you back. He was so freaked out, and when he told us that, we were like, let's get out of here. (laughs) My boyfriend was actually in the wedding, so he had to go back in the house to change. He didn't want to go alone, and I don't blame him. As we all were saying goodbye, she knew we had to drive back to Atlanta, 
she said watch out for trucks with trailers because they drive like crazy the next day we were on our way back and this pickup truck that had a trailer hitched to it popped a tire and a huge chunk of it flew off and almost hit our car now i think it's just a coincidence but it's crazy that that happened that's it your readings are so like dramatic and professional and mine's like look at this text i got from my friend (laughs) isn't it creepy i don't know i'm I'm just i'm getting in the moment soft knees long spine baby oh god (laughs) who am i where am i what do i want oh okay (laughs) so yeah i i know we actually heard that story firsthand from esmeralda herself yes thank you esmeralda for telling us this story over the weekend yes and then we were like please write that to us because we want to read it on our podcast because it's just it's creepy i mean and to just think you know that one she won the kentucky derby and just some very accurate tellings from her quote-unquote friends i know spooky spooky but like i want a medium friend yeah. Like just for every day. Oh, for sure. You Actually, know? I don't know. I mean, I kind of do because mediums, they'll they'll just help you connect with your loved ones. Like that's amazing. Or help you connect with other people. I wouldn't want somebody like telling me some shit that was going to happen all the time though. Yeah, that might get a little, that would make me uneasy. Okay. Are you ready for our final story? This is going to be a little bit of a short episode, but that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. It's, it's a great halfway through october spooky episode and then maybe at the end of the episode we can talk about our plans for october oh yes mm. okay so this is from an anonymous this is from an anonymous listener and it's titled scary story submission I was on a tour of a historical place with my mom and sister. The tour started out with our guide telling us how the building was built and some facts. Cool. Then we moved down into the basement. It actually wasn't as decrepit as expected since this particular place had been abandoned for decades. It was renovated along with the one wing of the building above it. But something was still off. Rolled up rugs lined the side of the narrow hallway, some extra chairs on one side for the business above. We were all walking, single file, my mom, sister, tour guide, and myself in the back. And that's when a chair decided to start rolling by itself. My sister and mom started freaking out. I thought it was odd, but maybe somebody had bumped it in passing or some sort of chain reaction. My mom asked if the tour guide had saw it, and she said, it's a common occurrence down there. Fast forward to a later part of the tour, we're now in a section of the building that's still abandoned. One of the rules for guests on this tour was not to go in any rooms because of floor deterioration and the potential for collapse. So I'm enamored with the entire tour. I try to look into every room before we go because I love history, and I must admit, The place looked a little spooky, another thing I'm somehow drawn to. The rest of the tour is moving on to another section, and I'm about to meet up with the tour guide who's waiting for me. 
I turn from the room I was peering into, and out of the corner of my eye, there's a headless apparition walking down a narrow corridor to my right. It had a long white coat on, and it kind of sauntered down the corridor into a small room. It looked slender, like a woman's figure. Thinking it was just another guest, I wanted to make sure they were okay and not going into a room that was dangerous. I walked over to the room and peered in. Nothing. Nobody. I turned and walked back to the tour guide. I told her what had happened, and she said that she'd seen the same thing before. No. (gasps) And then they said, that's my story. Thanks for letting me share. Awesome. Listener amazing you i have literal goosebumps thank you so much for sending that in that was so wild that that happened now uh, you and i rhiannon and i both have been on uh ghost tours of different styles and that sort of thing and I, i don't know about you but i don't remember any significant happenings in our experiences i mean definitely nothing to that degree um, where, you know, you see a figure, but you always, I don't know about you, but I always kind of hope that like something would happen. Yeah. You know? Well, so, right. I mean, I absolutely love history and you know, I, I will go on a history tour and I can come home and recite the entire script of the history tour back to you. Like, because I, it's just something that I'm so interested in that I just take in all of the information and I'm able to just regurgitate it all. So, I have been on two types of things without you mm-hmm. and then one with you. Yeah. Uh in recently. Recently. So uh the the one was in Salem actually and it was Salem, Massachusetts and it was a tour of Salem. Um I went on a few actually but they were they were all along the same lines of like the history of Salem and stuff like that. The the other one right here in Buffalo was I went with your mom and your sister and we it was a bus tour and they took us actually on to one of the naval ships. And that was really cool because I've never been on the naval ships and you can tour them during the day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not right now because of COVID, but so this was really cool because we got to tour it at night. Ooh. And so it was like really, really creepy. And they told us about the history and the people who had died on the ships and, and things like that. And mm-hmm. it, it just... You know, I had an uneasy feeling really because it's just so small in there and they packed a whole tour group in there and I was like starting to definitely feel claustrophobic. But uh, we went through a few different areas of Buffalo and and got to see, you know, like the most haunted places and things like that. And then they actually brought us into there's a building like across from where you go to the naval ships. And while we were waiting, we sat in that building and they had like a tv and they showed us some like because this person who did the tour also did ghost hunts and they showed us like some pictures and uh let us listen to some audio from some of the ghost hunts that they did which was kind of cool too and it was one of those things you know you either believe it or you don't there were definitely people on there that were like yeah okay that could have been done with this camera trick blah 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 (laughs) and they're like Okay. Like, all but, right, we get it. You're you're smart. You know shit. Yeah, like we get it. But also, some of these were taken on film, so yeah. you're not. You can't like, fake that, right? You're not faking it, and so it was just it was really really interesting, and I think 
your mom and your sister and then we had your sister's friend come with us too and we were all talking and your sister's friend actually I'd love to have a story from her too because she's the one I think we mentioned it on another episode who has talked about um she had gone into what's like the most haunted place that um the terminal no it's it's like an old castle or something whatever well she she had told us on the tour about an experience that she had there and she felt so uneasy that she actually had to leave oh and, my gosh. and so um but then the one that we did together mm-hmm. was of the central terminal and that was really cool it was super cool yeah just just the history of it so mm-hmm. and for, to get to walk through and see it all yeah so for those of you who don't know the buffalo central terminal is the old train and bus and bus station Maybe I'm not, I'm not totally sure. It's, it's an old, know. it's an old travel station. Um, and it was th- the most popular one in Buffalo, like the biggest and, um, and it's shut down now. They use the main part that's still safe for conventions and they, you know, there are films that come through here. They like to shoot. They like, they like to use that as sort of like a grand central station type set. Yeah. Cause it kind of resembles a lot of the scenery and it's beautiful i mean even now with a lot of areas of it broken down and uh you know worn out a little bit you can still access some parts of it but there are other parts that are quite dangerous not unlike the story of of that listener that sent in um but it's available if somebody is with you who's allowed to tour through Mm -hmm. there yeah. So we went there for a horror convention, right? We did. Yeah. Para horror. Para horror. Yeah. It was really cool. So essentially what it was is they had the convention all out. Uh, they had a ton of different vendors. Did they have like talent to meet at that they one? They did. They had David Howard Thornton who played Art the Clown and Terrifier. He was there. Tom Atkins was there from, you know, Night of the Creeps, Halloween 3 and you know, but he's a horror icon. So yeah, I mean, there were a lot of, a lot of cool things to go see there. Yeah. And, and then there were of course artists, uh, they had some cosplayers, they had a mini haunted house that you could go through. And then of course, like one of the big attractions was they were doing the tour of the central terminal and it was a a ghost tour of the central terminal. So the convention itself was absolutely great. I did, you know, for for those of you who listen, I do not like haunted houses, but I did go in that haunted house and it was just like a little baby haunted house. So it was fine. You know, I knew where the end was. I knew that it would only be like four minutes long because we'd kind of watched other people go in and come out. So I knew that it was pretty quick to get through. So we went through that and then we did a tour of the central terminal and they bring you all the way up to the top floor and mm-hmm. they let you overlook because there's a, a sort of overlook balcony area where you can see down into the main area of the central terminal where the convention was being held, which was kind of creepy. I was a little <laughs> uneasy doing that because I'm like, yeah. oh, is this floor sturdy? Because we definitely had to walk in certain places and it was like single file up the staircases. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They were, they were very particular about how to get around that space. Yeah. And we went up and we went by, there was one room with like huge printing presses, remember? Yeah, those were super cool. Yeah. And then we got up into this other kind of like large open area 
and there were a bunch of little toys and tokens on the ground. And our tour guide had told us that they leave them for the children, the the ghost children, the ghost children, because they like to play with them. So they, they like money. So people would leave change and they like little toys. She said that, you know, people always leave them there and sometimes they'll come out and they're kind of like scattered all over. Yeah. And she did the thing where you like put the flashlight down and try to ask questions and the ghost turns the flashlight on and off and nothing happened during that time. But yeah, which kind of stunk because it would have been cool to see. It would have been cool. But But we were also there and like it was pretty much the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But then we went down all the way to the basement and that was really cool. Super cool. And Definitely the creepiest part and definitely the area where I felt the most uneasy. You know, it's it's I agree with you going going into that downstairs area. Just I don't know about you, but I immediately felt a sense of something else, something else being there. Yeah, I felt like upset. (laughs) Yeah. And and, you know, she was talking about she talked about like this one person in particular that they say people see a lot yeah and he was like i don't i don't know if he was a homeless man or but he was somebody who was there constantly and because actually after it was a central or after the terminal had shut down Mm -hmm. a lot of um homeless people used to live there or come into the terminal to stay warm right during the winter especially because buffalo winters are so harsh oh yeah and so um yeah i think she had talked about this one guy in particular and we had like taken a lot of pictures because we were allowed to and you know we didn't know when we would get a chance to see the central terminal and it is a historical piece in buffalo and so uh, we i was like so nervous that one of the pictures i was going to take kind of a nervous excited but was going to like capture something else and <laughs> right we were allowed to take pictures in this like weird side part and all of this stuff so yeah. if you ever get the opportunity if you do live in buffalo and you have the op- opportunity to tour the central terminal or if you're visiting buffalo yeah it's a, an absolutely beautiful beautiful place i don't know how often they do regular tours and i don't know if they're doing any with covid but sure. yeah but i mean it, it was it was a cool thing to experience with you in terms of going on tours and seeing things i would love to experience that but i also know that i mean i'm not sure what i would do in that situation so yeah for the the person who wrote to us um i'm just so who saw that headless i know figure like I want to, I need to know more. So if you're listening, please like <laughs> send us more. Um, like what? How yeah, you even felt if you don't want us to and, read it, like no, on the air, just for us, just for our own. <laughs> and I'll email this person back. I'll email them back. And yeah. Just... Um. And but, thank you for sending that. And you know, I think I would have felt the same way, like thinking it was another guest doing sure. what they're not supposed to. What like, else? I mean, I think your brain doesn't right. be like, oh, yeah, ghost. Like, you know, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't allow go straight you to, to, to think that that's maybe what it is. Yeah. But, you know, the, the one other place that I absolutely 100 percent need to tour is, I mean, Hotel Henry, I guess. But the closed the closed parts of the asylum. Yeah. Uh, downtown because they do tours around Halloween. I don't think that they're doing them this year, mm-hmm. but they do them. And yeah, I definitely want to see what that's all about. You know, seeing it all the time. It, there's just this part of me that needs to know what's in there. Um, this is sort of unrelated to ghost stories, but 
is related to Hotel Henry. If any of you are video game players, the game Outlast used the likeness of Hotel Henry as the main setting for the game. Is that true? It's so true. So in the game, it's an asylum. And you pull up, and sure enough, it's the full layout of hotel henry with the green roofs and everything oh my gosh that's crazy it was super wild it was originally when it was the asylum it was called the richard olmstead that's right campus Mm -hmm. but so the that's really wild the creepiest part i think about hotel henry is not even that it's on the property of an old asylum it's that there's still a mental health inpatient facility at the front of the property. Yeah. Like the and, and I shouldn't say that that's creepy. Like I don't I don't mean it in that way. Right. But I just mean that part of that is still open and there's such a I I think that there's such a haunting history be, behind the like part that is Hotel Henry mm-hmm. for a part of it to still be active. You know, it's not like any of that actual part is the creepy part. It's just that like they're now just moving in a hotel to this thing with so much creepy history behind it. That's yeah. wild. Oh my gosh. That- I'm, sh- I'm showing Rhiannon a picture of the um, asylum from Outlast, which in the in the game is called Mount Massive Asylum. Oh, yeah. we should post this on our Instagram. Sure. With like, um, like a comparison yeah. of like a real picture of the asylum. Absolutely. And then a, that picture. What isn't that nuts? That's a little a- buffalo tie. That's really cool. <laughs> That's really cool. And you know what? It's totally worth it. Yeah. Like totally worth it for them to choose that particular asylum. Totally. Because it's totally. Totally. <laughs> totally. What was her name? Linda in Halloween? I think so. PJ Soul's character? Yeah. I, oh gosh, I think so. Totally. Totally. Anyway, folks, those were our four stories with a few uh, little extras thrown in there (laughs) yeah you know we like to get carried away so yeah we do um okay so any quick plans for the future of october so throughout october rhiannon and i plan to tackle several movies several fan favorites we're not going to tell you all of them here but they've definitely come up on our show before we're going to be covering a few classics yes yeah and if you haven't already seen on our instagram or facebook the 31 days of Halloween that we released. That was a super hard list. And by no (laughs) means is it like our, our 31 favorite movies. We just, we just tried to put out something for everyone. So there's a good mix of like body horror, psychological horror, you know, a bunch of different things. So you don't have to watch all of them, but definitely check out some of them and keep an eye on our Instagram and Facebook because we're going to be releasing a couple more lists. Mm-hmm. We're going to be releasing a spooky light. So it's like spooky, but not scary list of movies. And then we're also throughout the month going to be telling you about horror on specific streaming services. Yes. So if you're only a Netflix user, if you're only a Hulu user, um, if you did download Shutter, Download uh, Shutter, Yeah, download Shutter. Uh, if you're an Amazon Prime user, you know, we're, I'm going to be putting together some specific lists for those streaming services so that you know what movies you can access on there. So Hell yeah. you can also find um, if you don't want to wait for my list to, or for our list to come out, then go look at Fangoria's lists because they have them posted on their Instagram and they break it down by every streaming service. Yeah, it's fantastic. So thank you for listening to this first uh, spooky story episode. We yes. hope you enjoyed it. Definitely 
write into us, getting scaried away at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to message us on Instagram at, at getting scaried away, uh, on Facebook, getting scaried away. It's all, it's all the same. Yeah. And, and we really appreciate it. And we really super appreciate, we check our stats all the time and appreciate your downloads of our content and things. Yeah. That's, that's wild. I mean, we, we started this thing. I mean, when did we start? (laughs) I don't know. A few months ago, but we were kind of just like, even if we're the only ones who listen to it, who cares? (laughs) We were kind of just bullshitting a little bit, but the fact that people are listening and they're sending us such amazing feedback and, and we have listeners in Canada and Ireland yeah shout out to our irish listeners yeah and i think a couple of uh, a couple other places that are pretty far away and that's just so cool and we're really sorry for all that we talk about buffalo but (laughs) um you know if you want to send us anything spooky about your areas of the world or your specific country or town or anything then we'd be happy to talk about it because we are not we're just talking about what we know we're not (laughs) <laughs> which isn't a lot. <laughs> no, we're not opposed to branching out. So send send it our way. Yeah, thanks everyone. We we love you. We appreciate you, and we hope you join us for this crazy month that we've got planned. We're really excited to get some spooky fun episodes out for you. Mm-hmm. Rhiannon, what do you say? I say let's go eat some dinner. I say let's go take a nap. <laughs> eat some dinner, then go to sleep um wait what is it uh, uh thank you for listening my name is ricky i'm rihanna eat your vegetables get good sleep. oh we got it right i never get it right yeah that actually was the first time you have ever gotten it right <gasps> oh wow ladies and gentlemen this has been the final episode of getting no. scared away <laughs> <No>. <laughs> thank you for listening no 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 get no. out of our apartment <laughs> goodbye <laughs>